your team is an extension of you and you can't be everywhere all the time. So we, again, from the first phone call, the first interaction at our office, our, we call them the new patient experience coordinators there, all the way through till the end when they get their braces or Invisalign removed. It's all in our office about an experience. Like we want to really wow them. We want to be their best part of their day because there's so much negativity going on in the world right now that if we can just just do one little thing to have them leave the office and say, wow, I just feel good every time I come out of there. It's something that I think if providers focus on the experience for their patients, everything else falls into place. Welcome. You are listening to the Hero of the Hour podcast, the show dedicated to empowering you to take financial freedom into your own hands. Through expert interviews with decades of experience, this show will give you not only the tactical strategies of what's working in business, but the appropriate mindsets to master your financial future and build generational wealth. Heroes and entrepreneurs operate with a similar anything is possible mentality. And that is exactly what our show is about. Your host is none other than Mark B. Murphy, CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and best-selling author of three books, all dedicated to helping others plan for generational wealth. He and his team are on a mission to share their knowledge and techniques so that others can enjoy a life of financial security and freedom. Get ready to be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Let's go. Tune in to be inspired by Mark's conversation with Dr. Mark Farina, a seasoned orthodontist who is passionate about creating happy and healthy smiles. Dr. Farina has successfully treated over 10,000 patients and managed to grow his business in the great city of Tampa to $13 million. Today, you'll get the secret to Mark Farina's business style, an inside look into his thoughts on leadership and entrepreneurial mindsets. And last but not least, the importance of having your team and core values aligned. Something he said that really stood out to me was that your team is an extension of you. Therefore, they should be aligned in core values. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. I'm Mark Murphy, a founder and CEO of Northeast Private Client Group. I came to talk to my good friend and fellow entrepreneur. Mark Farina. So Mark, welcome uh, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. And uh, it's just great to connect with other entrepreneurs. Um, and you've really had me thinking a little bit about uh, outside the box about generational wealth. And I, from a, a son of a mechanic many, many years ago, <laughs> I would have never thought that this could be possible. So uh, I want to thank you for all your friendship over the years and also your expertise. And um, you really, you hire people pretty much, not so much on the, um, what they, it's really wisdom. That's, that's what I do. I, I try to connect all my people, my consultants that have wisdom, that have been there before, that can kind of get me there a little bit quicker. And you're definitely one of those people. So I thank you for that. You know, it's it's I, you know I I truly believe this because I've seen it in action. But Tim Scott, the great senator from South Carolina, said it's just two generations from being a slave and a sharecropper to being a United States senator. And I I literally think 
it's two generations from being the son of a you know an auto mechanic or the son of a buyer at Woolworths to a generation or two till till they can literally become billionaires. Yes. Uh, oh, and 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 more importantly than the money, it's being able to change the world and lift other people up. And uh, because the you know, the money's no good unless you unless you can use it to help other people and to lift to make the world a better place, which I I know is something else we share. You know, I, I call this the Hero of the Hour podcast, and you know, I, I do it because I only have people on here that I either are heroes to me, like yourself, or people that are heroes to other folks. And I just wanted to spend a minute or two just telling me, like, who are some of your heroes, or or how do you define a hero? I have many heroes, um, but the definition is is really selfness and um, courage, and um, people that put themselves before or in harm's way sometimes uh, to uh, protect other people and also inspire other people to get to become the best that they can possibly be. So I'm going to start at a young age. My grandmother, who lost her husband in Italy at the age of 28, uh, migrated to this country with two small girls. And um, Started as a seamstress. What year is this? What what approximately? This is uh, approximately 1950, 60. Okay. In that range. And um, she just came because she had a family member, like many of the, the past. And uh, she started as a seamstress uh, for the Calvin Klein factory. And she took four buses because she didn't have a license. She didn't drive. And she took four buses uh, through sleet, snow, freezing rain. And raised those two girls and just became an incredible hero to me. Just the, the perseverance, Mark, uh, what she and she was always happy. She was always making people laugh around her. So um, I try to tell stories to my boys as well, because it's important to show that if they're having a bad day, well, let, let's take a look at this and unwind that for a minute. Some of our relatives in the past have gone through much worse days and uh, you're going to get through it. So She's definitely a hero of mine because she just showed me just incredible perseverance, hard work, and just love for the family. Like family was always so important to her and her genuine happiness and, and to help others. She was always willing to give a helping hand to uh, her friends and family members and, and just people that she didn't even know. So she's definitely up there with one of the heroes of of you know, my life. Um, but there are many heroes along the way. I've had heroes as school teachers that encouraged me to go into the sciences. Uh, my professor in college, Father Frank Murphy at Boston College, was an incredible um, inspiration for me to, to go into the field of, of dentistry. My father-in-law, who basically lost his wealth twice in, in Cuba, had been taken away through communism, and the perseverance with him just redoing it all over again in Puerto Rico many years later. So uh, heroes, uh, many of them, and um, I just tried to aspire from them and just pass it on to other people. And that's what we're trying to do here. Um, I'm trying to be a hero to my young patients and my young team members uh, in, in our organization and just show them that, um, you know, you can be the best that you possibly can be. So you know, we talk about leadership all the time. We always talk about, you know, good leaders create followers, great leaders create other great leaders. But I think it's our duty to do the same thing with entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs have successful business. Great entrepreneurs create other great entrepreneurs and create abundance in the world. And uh, and I, I think we're, you know, I, I always wondered why the people were so beautiful in Florida. 
which is my now adopted uh, home state from New York. And I and and I I just I found out you know doing some research on you uh, that uh, that you have. You've treated over 20,000 smiles just in the Tampa area alone. That's why the people in Tampa are so beautiful. Um, well, that, that's 20,000. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's an, like an astronomical number. I, I think when I start to talk about some of the things that you have done, you've created 20,000 perfect smiles. But and again, I know you're you're modest and, and how humble you are, but I'm going to embarrass you anyway and say, you know, when we were kids growing up, you know, Steve Austin was the $6 million man. I call you the $13 million man because by yourself, you did $13 million of dentistry in a year. And and I think, and, and if there's other orthodontists out there, they're going to claim BS on this. And I have seen what you've done in that operation. I think people want to know how the hell can one guy do $13 million of dentistry and do it with such ele- elegance and excellence? Like anything else, I mean, you do it with an incredible team. You've got great leaders uh, that carry out and and raise everybody else to a level um, of excellence. And um, so the story began, um, you know, 20, 28 years ago, uh, we we were renting space out of uh, an oral surgeon's office and um, actually had my family members come in and sit in the waiting room because I didn't have any patience just to make it look like there, were, there was some activity in there. And uh, my poor wife, Lisette, she was the receptionist at the time. And uh, she would, uh, you know, flip the pages going, oh, he's booked uh, in three weeks and we had nobody on the books. So uh, it just started that. And it just snowballed with, you know, one relationship at a time, Mark, one relationship at a time. And uh, it just kept on building and building. And, um, you know, we just have the philosophy is just treat people as if they were family members, you know, uh, apple pie and mom rather than slick snake oil. And um, that that's something that we've just hold true over the years. And now we've we've created this incredible organization with incredible culture that have core values. And we hire and fire, encourage and train off of the core values. So. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's I just want to stop you for a second. That, yes. That's not yeah. apropos to dentistry. That's apropos to any business in the world. So explain to people a little bit about it. Because you know, when people hear core values, there's kind of like some consultant buzzwords. But I know you live and breathe that. Just tell people who are watching this what that really means. Yeah, we, we uh, spent uh, almost nine months uh, developing the core values. And the, the core values have to be actionable. They have to mean something. So we actually had our whole team at the time, develop the core values because we found that if they developed them themselves, they would hold them accountable and and, and really follow them. So um, it took about nine months, and um, it's just been incredible. And and we interweave this through our weekly meetings, our morning huddles. Um, one of our core values is um, wowing people through service and smiles. So we have a, a wower of the week in our organization. Someone has gone above and beyond uh, expectations and the whole organization votes for that particular person and we celebrate it. So it's intertwined in our organization and, and it's reinforced. So I think that's really important to have, a uh, first of all, core values. I think a vision is also important that everybody's following and rowing in the same direction. You know, we hire people that are, you know, humble, hungry. And, and smart. And I, I don't mean smart also intelligent wise, but I mean smart emotionally that, um, you know, they can they can handle certain situations. Um, and, and that's really done well for us. So um, 
like I said, to go from zero to 13 million was a compilation of, of years of training, retraining, but it really took off, Mark, uh, in 2019. Uh, 2019, I started to notice that the doctors uh, would, would hold up the whole entire organization in terms of clinical flow. Everything had to run through us. We, we were the, the kind of the, the cog that, that slowed everything down. So I tried to duplicate and triplicate myself. We had three locations at the time. Um, we put um, big screen TVs in all our consultation offices. Uh, we call them the treatment planning rooms. And I would literally be in one location in, say, South Tampa. And then I would be broadcasted up to the, the north office. And I would be sitting there like we are here today and talking with my TC coordinator and the mom and the patient or the dad and the patient. Well, it didn't take off very well and it was slow. And then all of a sudden in 2020, something happened, a big event like COVID. And it just changed everything for us because people were more adept in the virtual teledentistry, you know, way of going. So we incorporated some software and we actually were shut down like many other dental offices at the time for about eight weeks. And we found that we did over 900 of these Zoom calls with our patients. We connected with our patients. And we, we do, in orthodontics, we do like retainer checks or Invisalign checks. And, and our patients, with the comfort of their home, were like, wow, this is, this is great. So when we came out of COVID, we actually polled our, our patients. And they said, should we continue with this? Do you like this? Uh, and then it was an overwhelming response saying, you've got to keep this because it, we love it because we don't have to get in our car, take off work, drive in traffic, sit in the waiting room, and then sit in your chair for five minutes to tell us everything's going right. So what happened is we started snowballing. And then we started developing a virtual uh, team where there would be a, uh, a TC that was actually virtually that would um, get the new patient, talk about finances, go over the contracts. And then that patient would appear in our office, and then we'd take the records and confirm what we saw on the on the photos that were were given to us over the uh, the initial consult. So this kept on snowballing, and in 2020 we actually grew, I think, by close to 30 percent over year over year. And and 2019 was our best year ever in the organization. We were onto something. So then we just developed a little bit more of this, this virtual module. And um, I had my, my nephew at the time. He was uh, an associate and he was up, five-year contract was up and he decided, hey, I'd like to maybe branch out on my own. So we found him, a friend of ours, he was retiring and, and he ended up buying that practice. Well, I don't know, as you know, if you lose a provider, your, you know, basically your revenue is uh, is quite depleted. We did. We actually doubled our practice oh. without that additional provider because we just totally were, were all in on this virtual module. So um, you know, to tell the listeners here, it really is a mindset. It's it's something that is absolutely positively can be done. Um, we've actually done it and it, we've been doing it now for three years from 2020 now it's 2023 and we've actually added a couple of more providers and um, 
you know, I always ask when I, when I'm out lecturing and doing consults, I said, well, uh, do you think you're an entrepreneur? And, uh, most dentists say, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I, you know, I have my own business. I said, uh, what would happen, uh, if you didn't come to the office tomorrow, what would happen to your business? And they would say, well, it would actually, you know, it wouldn't run. I said, well, that's not being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is, is finding the business and you slowly replacing yourself and building the business without you. So that's something that I, I try to aspire and, and have other dental providers and orthodontic providers to show them that you really can have the life you've wanted and make the money that you want to make and maybe even less time. And you could have, you could actually save a day, a clinical day. You could do more time with the family, spend more time with the family, you know, maybe invest in a hobby. So it's really exciting because all this new innovation that that's coming about really makes the, it's so exciting to be in orthodontics and in dentistry as a whole uh, today. So that's kind of like the story mark of how we we kind of grew the business. It, it's a combination of having a great team, but it's also you know leveraging technology where you are very very efficient um, at, at what you're doing. So here's the notes I took so far. I said that in COVID, the best people, the best businesses, the innovators use that time at COVID to massively expand their business. And the mediocre people decided to use COVID as, a, as an excuse for everything that wasn't going on in their life. I took that away. The second thing I took away, by the way, TC for the non-dental people is treatment coordinator. So a TC is a treatment coordinator just uh, for, for the non-dentally uh, inclined. And the other thing is it, you took Zoom from a communication device to a transportation device, which I think was great, which sort of begs the question to me is, so that's technology. But how important is, let's call it the hands-on technology that you have? Tell me a little bit, how important is that in terms of the actual treatment of the patient? So again, we, we always strive for excellence and we want to create the best experience that there is for our patients. So we're very high touch in terms of communication with, the, with our patients. All the questions are now answered via text because we found out that you know, 90% of our patients would like to be communicated by, via text. So any question that comes up, we, we feel like we're more in tune with our patients today with this technology than we were before because we would see our patients every six to eight weeks. Now we're in touch with them pretty much every week if they want to. So it's just an incredible paradigm shift, I would, I would call it. And um, I really think it's the future of, of orthodontics as, as we know it. You know, another thing, if you want to see how good a person is, what a what a good person you are, one of the things I've noticed is that you were you were voted by your peers again uh, as one of the top doctors. And all I can tell you is when you're as successful as you are, you get half your friends and all your enemies, and there's jealousy, and they they want they want to everybody wants to take down uh, take down Goliath. And the very fact that your peers still hold you in such high esteem. I just think that tells, I think just tells people all they need to know about the character of who you are, and the kind of person you are. Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, it goes a long way, but again, it, they are, the success is with them as well. All my wonderful doctors that have referred patients along the years and, and, and having this interdisciplinary, you know, treatment philosophy with them, uh, there, there is just as so much as a part of our success. Uh, so we have to thank them as well. 
you know, one, one of the things I've been pushing you to do, although, you know, obviously you, I know you've thought about it for a long time is the question I have though, is if you're an orthodontist and you're doing 500,000 or a million or 2 million or even 3 million, maybe even more than that, can they, if they follow what you do, if, if you help them, can you get them to 5 million or 10 million or even 13 million? Anything's possible. Anything is possible, Mark. It, it's, it's really, it starts with the mindset of the doctor. And then you have to have buy-in from your team members. And I have been there before, you know, years ago, I'd go to a conference, I'd get all excited. And on Monday, we'd have a team meeting and I'd say, we're going to do this. And we're so excited. And then some of our team members would say, oh, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, he'll, he'll forget about it maybe, maybe three or four weeks from now. And it, and it really never got implemented. So unless you have the mindset of the doctor wanting to build the office and the organization, but you also have to have team buy-in because it's very difficult if you're, you're treading against the, the, the tide. So th those are my two main factors I would assess when I'm going into a practice is what's the mindset of the doctor? Is it a growth mindset? And do we have buy-in from at least the team leaders? And, you know, we had people that were in the organization for many years. I mean, we just loved them into another job. That, that just, we call it loving into another job because they just did not fit. They didn't want to grow. They did not want to change. And what we know is we're either dying or growing. There's no in between. So we decided to grow and we wanted to take, you know, the team members that wanted to grow with us and have that mindset. So. Have you noticed that life is getting more and more expensive? From grocery prices to real estate values, everywhere you turn, prices seem to be skyrocketing. Well, Mark has dedicated decades of his career and life to serving entrepreneurs and professionals to build real wealth, and in most cases, multi-generational wealth. The reality is, we all have to navigate turbulent times in this economy, but the difference will be for those that have a roadmap and a customized plan for building wealth. That's why, as a listener to this podcast, we are so excited to share with you first access to Mark's newest book, The Ultimate Investment, a roadmap to grow your business and build multi-generational wealth. When you access this book, you'll discover how to know when you're working a job instead of a business. That hard work isn't all about hours put in. This will make you more productive. Why you need to live with your back against a wall. How to surround yourself with the right people who support your vision. And so much more. Go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book to get access now. Once again, go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book. And now, back to the show. So funny, we are so... Uh... We, you know, not not you know sort of independently and not together we have so many similarities in so many areas of our life but one of them being is is we call we call we want to love up our clients you know, before the me too movement we want to love on everybody i don't know if you can use that term anymore but also with people that aren't the right fit why would you want somebody who was clearly not happy with the job they were doing and you weren't happy with the work why would they want to stay being in an unhappy place for another 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years why wouldn't you love them to a place where they could where their other their skills could shine and they could be very happy yes. in their world i think that's a, that's an act of kindness that's not an act of disrespect the other thing that we have in common is you know one of our core values is you know we want to not only create an experience but a a wow experience for every client 
and I'm quoting you, I want to make sure I read it right, is we want to create a wow experience to our patients while creating beautiful, healthy smiles along the way. I think that's, you know, it's, it, that, that's our number one core value. That's your number one core value. We, didn't, we came to this separately. I mean, I've been to your office. Everybody, there's not one person I've met there that they don't wake every day, day jazzed about trying to create a wow experience for one of your patients. You want to share some of the other values that you have or some of the other core values? Sure. Uh, uh, the, the other core value, uh, so that core value is, um, you know, service. Um, we want to wow our patients through service. And service is, um, you know, community service as well. But also we want to, you know, wow them with, with their best smile ever. And, and really it's about building confidence. Um, there's nothing better to see a very shy patient come in and then when we transform their smile to go and really be more confident, maybe they didn't want to ask that girl out on a date. Now they 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 asked that girl on a date, or maybe they were, were, were unsure about getting that job interview. I mean, it's just transformational. Uh, it's just so rewarding. So we I, that's one of my favorites. The other core value that we believe in is um, keep it simple. Keep it simple, get it done. That's one thing. As you scale and you grow, as you know, and you did it in your business, um, the complexity gets very, very uh, complex. So to keep things simple, and we're constantly evaluating this, uh, Mark, keeping it simple, getting it done. And um, that's that's another wonderful core value that we but th th there's another one that we really like is uh, encourage and embrace change. And that you know, is alluding to what we talked about is you can't stay still. You're either growing or you're dying. You, you just can't be idle. So we need the mindset of we want to encourage and embrace the change. And I think that's why we've been able to weather the storm, so to speak, through the pandemic, because we did have this mindset and we just took the bull by the horns and, and we said, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes. We need to change. And we're constantly changing because there are new things, new technologies that weren't even around when I graduated you know, ortho school 20 plus years ago. If you don't change, um, you're, you're going to be behind. You know, I think it's hard enough to come up with and create the core values of your organization and get the right people you know, in your organization. How do you though take that so it's not just words on a chalkboard or on the or you know or on a piece of paper? And how do you how long does it take and how hard is it to get it ingrained into not only the employees that are there at the time, but as new employees continue to come into the organization? How how are you able to do that so it so it becomes the DNA of the organization? So onboarding, Mark, is one of our we, we really we're really excited about our onboarding process because our interview process, we literally sit there um, and we say, hey, these are our core values. Uh, and we explain what each uh, one means after we have them test and say, what does this mean to you? And that's kind of like the first step in the process. But it's, it's very difficult if you don't have a consistent and, and reassuring at every meeting, every morning huddle to keep it consistent, because you're right, there are people that we're adding. Um, we have other people teaching other people the core values. And we have our leadership team that delegates and elevates um, our, our people around us. So um, it, it's it's a challenge. But then again, one of, one of the things we embrace is the change and making that happen. So as long, I think consistency, Mark, is the absolute key 
in delivering that message and, and just reinforcing um, those core values throughout the organization. What is so unique to me about that is that so many people think when they're growing a business, they focus on just acquiring patients or they fo focus on the latest technology. I'm not saying everybody does that, but the very best do that. But the best of the best of the best realize they're not growing a business or growing people. And been in your facility, I've met, you know, uh, maybe not everybody, but virtually everybody that I passed in the hallway. And there was a lot of people and every one of them just exuded those core values and exuded that thing. It's, it is, uh, it was uh, awe inspiring. And I think it's, you know, you don't get that in very, very many businesses. I think that's what business owners miss. They, they're focusing just on the patient or client acquisition, or they're focusing on the latest technology or the stuff. And they don't focus on if they take care of the team, the team's going to take care of everything else for them. Right. Right. You, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you, you, your team is an extension of you and you can't be everywhere all the time. So we, again, from the first phone call, the first interaction at our office, our, we call them the new patient experience, you know, coordinators there, um, all the way through um, till the end when they get their braces or Invisalign removed. It's all in our office about an experience. Like we want to really wow them. We want to be their best part of their day because there's so much negativity going on in the world right now that if we can just just do one little thing to have them leave the office and say, wow, I, I just feel good every time I come out of there. So it's something that I think if providers focus on the experience for their patients, everything else falls into place. Yeah, I think they go they go hand in hand. Uh, it's it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, lead behavior lag results. If you start doing the right things, it's amazing. You wake up and become wildly wildly successful. You know my secret weapon, uh, Lisa DeMeo. There's a, I know your secret weapon. Why don't you tell me about her? Well, I, you know I met Lisa, and yes, she is your secret weapon. And just like my secret weapon, uh, Lisette, um, I met her back in college. Uh, we've been married 33 years, and she really has been the uh the background and, and the the encourager and really a hero in in right because she kind of kept everything organized all these years and and you know just raised incredibly two young boys i know you met both of them and and really when we talk about success mark we've we've had this discussion before it's about not only financial success which is important but it's also how did your kids turn out tell me about your kids and if they turned out, in my view, that's that's what I, I think success is. So she's been really an amazing woman. I just um, I just remember uh, meeting a, an elderly couple on a plane. I was going uh, to to California, and they'd been married for sixty plus years. So um, I sat next to them. I go, "What's the secret?" And uh, the, the the gentleman turns to me and says, um, "There are two things you want to you want to get right. Really, three things. One is." You want to uh, get your vocation right, what you do, and love what you do, because if you get that, that that's pretty much you're you're, you're going to wake up happy. The second one is mate. If you can get a mate that supports you and grows with you, it's just incredible how everything else accelerates. And then the the wife turned to me and goes, "And there's one more thing: uh, never go to bed mad, and, and always have fun." So. I've I've kind of learned the lessons through other people over the years, and I, I've tried to, you know, intertwine that with my own life. So, in the Farina family, we have these these F words. Um, we, we obviously faith is a big one for us, but also family is very big for us. Being coming from an Italian family, everything's 
around the table and the food. And uh, so family is very big. Uh, friendship is very big for us. Um, it's not the quantity of the friendship. It's the quality of the friendship that we really like. And then, of course, food uh, is, is a big thing for us. We're always searching for, for great food, great restaurants. And then my boys, went, we, we, we called it football, uh, the, you know, European football. When they were younger, they played soccer. And then later in high school, they played American football. So we changed that as the boys got older. It's about fitness. And, and it's about not only physical fitness, it's about mental fitness, about emotional fitness, getting your mind right. Uh, so that's another big part of the Farina kind of qualities. And then really the last one, it, it, it sounds like an F, but it begins with a PH. It's it's philanthropy. It's like you said earlier, it's it's raising the boats and making people around you and, and creating even a bigger, better world than, than you came in with. So those are kind of like the Farina family rules, so to speak, that we we go by. So I've got seven F words and uh, I've had some other guests on this podcast that only had one F word in their family and it wasn't any of those. So uh, so I like your F words better than their F words. Yes. Uh, That's great. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, so I, I think those are, I, I think those are, uh, you could see why that, that family and that stays so strong. The other thing I'd also just talk about fun or, or family is tell me about your insatiable quest to find the best pizza and yes. uh, like to find uh, not only your method, but uh, you know, if you'd, if you'd help uh, for our, for our travelers, you know, yes. We, Cause I, by the way, I think you'll get a lot of people that will uh, either agree with you and a lot more that will disagree with you when you start to reveal your list. Right. So right. So again, list? My list, um, it varies. It depends what type of pizza. Uh, there's deep dish, there's New York style, there's Chicago style. You know, being Italian, uh, actually the pizza really in Italy is not quite good. It's pretty bland. Um, but in Naples, uh, there was this little hole in the wall and it was called Gigino Pizza. And it was in a, a rough part of town. And um, it was this just amazing pizza. The crust was perfection. The sauce was just enough. The cheese was melted. I mean, it was just amazing. So that, out of all the travels we've been in the world, it was in Naples, Italy, and the place was called Gigino's Pizza. Um, but, you know, this is always a quest. We're always searching. Um, New York, New Jersey. I mean, it's hard to beat the pizza there, you know, so uh, it's hard. Uh, Florida does not have the greatest pizza places. So we need to go uh, up north and visit family in the Northeast uh, to get our pizza. Did you, is there a place in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, where you're from, Boston? Yeah, that, I mean- that, um, So many, know, it's, hard, I, it's been, hard to pick. It's hard because when I was living in New York, I mean, uh, Joe's was great, John's was great. Uh, those, those are just an, an incredible pizza places. New Jersey, actually New Jersey uh, in Princeton, um, it was an old VFW hall converted into a pizza parlor, and it's been there for many years. It's called Conti's Pizza. Conti's. We, yes. we eat there. I've, I've, I've eaten there within the last three weeks. What do you think? Uh, good. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like you know, when you. I, why I think this is so hard. It's like trying to pick. You know, trying to name who your who your favorite child is. It's funny. My 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 pizzas change. I used to be a deep dish guy. Now I like thin crust pizza. But uh, yes, hopefully that yeah. can change again too. Yes, yes. Well, that's great. It's 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 a constant search, Mark. You're you're constantly searching. Tell me, what do you think is is next? You've had all this tremendous success. You've got lots of things going on, not only in your core business, but in other things you're going. What's next? The next chapter is um, again being more of a, a coach, a mentor, 
you know, a, a hero, so to speak, to other people. We created back in 2000 this Smiles for the Soul program, which is our community outreach program. And um, what that's about is um, giving back to our community $1 million in smile care. And um, they have to have a story. This is not, you know, my I got a divorce and I'm left with three kids. No, this is a story. And it was actually based on a true story. Um, I had a patient uh, mom um, actually adopted this young girl. And she was a patient of mine about in around 2010. And we, we did her orthodontic care. Brilliant, beautiful young woman kept in touch from time to time, went off to college and, you know, we didn't hear much of her. And then um, we bumped into her at the grocery store and we asked about her and she goes, oh, I have terrible news. She passed away at college in her freshman year. And I was like devastated, absolutely devastated. This is a mom that adopted this girl that just became her very best friend, I mean, gave her just everything that you would want in in, in a mom and in, in a dad, and it just to to just see that in her face was just just amazing. So I said, "So I'm so sorry. What's going on in your life now?" She goes, "Well, I volunteered, and I'm back into um, the homes of these adoption services. That's my way of giving back and and helping." And I go, "Oh my God, that that is just tremendous. Um, is there any way that I maybe can help?" Uh, and she said, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm going to go back and maybe ask the organization. I said, let me know. So she was our inspiration of developing these Smiles for the Soul program. And through these stories, we love to change their smile, gain their confidence. So these adopted children that do, or foster children, we treat them. We have veterans. I'll never forget this. Um this Navy SEAL that was disabled, and he was uh, referred to me by a uh, VA dentist, and he was uh, paralyzed from the, the waist down. And um, when I told him his, his orthodontic care was, was going to be on the house, the guy just broke down and cried. And um, he gave me a big hug, and he said, you know what? I'm a Navy SEAL. I have never cried in front of anybody in my entire life. And, and see, those are the things that I just can't, it's just, you can't describe it. I mean, those are the things that we think this program and just lift again, lifting up philanthropy, having this go. So that that's a big part of this next step is the smiles for the soul program. We also um, are developing a coaching module that's called ortho synergy, which is going to be um, having dentists and orthodontists, actually come in and see the operations, kind of unveil the, the drape, so to speak, of what is possible. And um, we're, we're going to be launching that uh, later this year. So we're excited about that. We're, we're in talks of some other you know, dental uh, management groups that I'd love to be a part of and, and help coach you know, other dentists and orthodontists and really help them achieve a better life. Uh, just not just in the orthodontics, but just having more time to spend with their family or, you know, do a hobby like we talked about earlier and be successful. So that's kind of like the next step. And, and really, you, you really taught me about this, this multi-generational wealth is taking this and, and having the boys 
who are now late 20s and mid 20s, is to really take it to a whole nother level. And like we said before, uh, not to destroy um, the wealth generation that we built uh, for all these years. So uh, those are my kind of next chapter in life. And uh, we, we were really excited about it. Well, I, all I could say is that somebody who wrote a book called The Ultimate Investment, I believe that there's only two things in life. There's expenses and there's investments. If it's an expense, it should be on the chopping block. But I think this ortho synergy program that you have, I've always tell my people that if you can get a four or five to one return or more on your money, you should have an unlimited appetite for investment. And I think you could probably get a 10 or 20 or 30 times return on your money with a program like that. So I, I would encourage anybody to explore that. And I, I am really excited to see that launched because I think you're going to help not only create, you're, you're going to have what I'll call a, a class three experience. You're going to create a lot of a lot of abundance and a, and a great experience for every patient that they treat. You're going to create a lot of abundance for for the teams, and then you're going to create a lot of abundance for those doctors. And that uh, th that's something that, that that does some good in the world, as you always do. I'd like you to make sure you get back to me when that program gets launched, because uh, I don't know anybody that would not benefit from from uh, having some time with you. It, it was, you know, I get to walk into offices all the time and I get to also walk into, whether it be a construction firm or a hedge fund or a, or a private equity firm or an entertainment firm, but I also get to walk into a lot of dental offices too. I've never seen an organization that was not only as successful financially, but created an even better experience for the team and the patient. It's just breathtaking. And, and, I, and I can't wait for this program to uh, to come out, Mark. Fantastic. I, uh, all, well, I just want to end by thanking you for taking time out of your busy day. I want to uh, you know, just tell you that uh, my life is richer because we have you and Lizette and the boys in, in our life. And uh, just, uh, you know, as I said, I, I, you know, I, I'm just excited uh, what we're going to do separately and what we're going to do uh, together over the next, uh, next decade. Thank you, Mark. Um, thank you for your friendship. Uh, thank you for including me in your life. And we love uh, your family and Lisa and much success to you. And it's all about abundance. And uh, we want to continue to uh, create abundance for, for everyone around us. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure and, and an honor to join you today uh, in this podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Hero of the Hour podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share the podcast episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode and more at www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to check out the other great books and resources on the website while you're there. Once again, it's www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. All links can be found in the description below. We look forward to serving you on the next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS or Guardian, and opinions stated are their own. Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. OSJ, 200 Broad Hollow Road, Suite 405, Melville, New York, 11747, 631-589-5400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian.
Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0B36048. Arkansas Insurance License Number 741545. Expiration and submission numbers located in the show notes.